This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. Great to see you again. So I've been having a wander. I keep encouraging you to go and spend some time with the alpacas. And, uh, well, so I did. And I'd like you to come with me, if you'd like to. Here we go. So here we are down in the stable. And it's amazing what a couple of dry days or a dry night a dry day and a dry night. What a difference it makes. <laughs> the the colour is coming back. They're not dripping wet. They're enjoying their breakfast. In fact, I had to wait for them to come because they were out. I think they spent the night out. Um, they were down the far end. They might have left early, but I think they probably were out and then looped round onto the, the terraced fields at the end there. They like those. So they're all busy working on the food. We've mentioned before, but the, the, the food we've changed to uh, is really interesting. They're much quieter overall. They're much more satisfied with the food and it's coming outside, it's not stressing. The ones that are, I'm talking here next to, oh dear, who have you been fighting with? You got your drop lip. We, we had one yesterday. I would say they were much quieter. Well, they, I didn't know they'd had a fight, but somebody's obviously got upset. Probably on a standing here with a her mouth open and her bottom lip is drooped down. And she's looking a little bit sorry for herself. Oh dear, oh dear. She'll pick up some more food and she'll be happy now. Well, we've got a lovely uh, collection of, these. all the older ones are in today. In the, in the small stable yesterday, we had a, a whole series of, of little bottoms. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, that was a sneeze, rather than a spit. A whole, whole series of little bottoms feeding from the troughs. And they... They're doing their thing. So they, they, they all came down. I took my time feeding them um, and sort of mucked out and sluiced down and stuff first. <laughs> Give them a chance to wander back because there's some early ones. Who's, who's at the front? Who do you think's at the front? Which Ellie would be at the front ready for the food? She's always first. And then there was this sort of a stream and then they, they kind of stand up there watching me brush and, and do all those bits and pieces. He hasn't put the food out yet. So they went, no, no. <laughs> Girls. Please. Ah, now that was a younger one who was in the wrong, the wrong, tried to have some food from the wrong bowl, and the older one said, No way, this is mine. So, why don't you have a drink or do something? Yonah's still standing there with a, a loop, a, a lip rather drooping. There we go. I was thinking, why do we do things the way we do? And more importantly, why do we keep doing the things that we do. It's habit, yeah. It must be because it's easier. Maybe. <laughs> Sometimes we do things just because we do. That's the way we do things around here. Um, and there may not be a, a really good reason for it. It may be something we learnt from somebody else and actually we could adjust it for our purposes, for us, but also our setting, which would make it quite different. And then it may be that we... We didn't know any better, and we now do, but we still do it the old way. We still make life difficult for ourselves, or more difficult, shall I say. Uh, if it's really difficult, we would have changed, but 
we do things in a particular way because it suits us, because we choose to, because we think we're doing it in the, in the right way. Just every now and again, it's helpful to stop and have a look and have a think and have a reflect. <laughs> oh, I love the word reflection. It's so hard to do though, isn't it, reflection? To stop and have a reflection, a reflect on what it is you do and why it is you do it. So I'm thinking about moving hay around. How do, you, how do you move the hay around? How do you move the bags of food around? How do you distribute the food to the alpacas? Which kind of bowls do you use? Are there ones hanging on the wall? Are there ones that are long troughs which they share together? Are there ones they can kind of protect more? They're individual. I've used these plastic trucks for ages now. I, I realized some the reason for it takes, it takes a while. I know. I know. I've, I've done this for so many times and then I suddenly go, oh, I think, I think I know why that does that now. There's some of the buckets kind of, well, I fold them anyway to, to pour the food out. I fill, fill that small bucket. And these are uh, often referred to as trugs. I'm not sure whether that's the right name for them. They're a particular kind. There's a range of people make them, but there's a particular kind, I think. And they've actually got wire in them. So it's a series of wires and the plastic is all kind of over and both sides. So the wire's in no way exposed, but it just gives a bit of rigidity <laughs> to, to the buckets, uh, which is nice. But they also get a little bit out. They get pulled out of shape a bit. Um, temperature, I think, probably has a factor in there. And they revert to some kind of previous shape. <laughs> they do it the old way. They move themselves to being how they used to be. And sometimes that means that they kind of close over a bit. Well, if they're all doing that, it's a problem. Um, I'm just having a look around. There's quite a number of them are doing that, actually. It's a colder day today. Is it all connected? I think it's probably all connected. So I find them useful. The alpacas seem to like them because they're not too tall. So when they put their head down, their eye is still above the, the height of the bucket. I think that's really helpful. Um because they can see what's going on, they can see whether another alpaca is approaching, whether it's one they should give in to and move away, or whether it's one that's... You need to protect the food because that's a youngster, I'm not going to let them in. You just keep your head down, keep going. And there's, there's some bigger ones here, which are... What is that? <laughs> it's probably about 50 centimetres. Probably half a metre. Transfer some of that. How's that? Then, then more people can get at it. How's that? There we go. So that that works quite well because um, you can get more heads in there without them. Just losing the bucket. That's empty now. It's all gone. Hello, you. How are you doing? Yes, I'm talking to the phone. You want to check out the phone? You can. Well, how are you today? Yes. Good girl. This is one of my visitors, one of my little ones who comes to see me. He wants to sniff my nose. And uh, that's Olwena. She's... Ellie's youngster. Um, I noticed the other day, well, they, they're kind of still together. It's interesting. They, it's, it's a mixture. Ooh, ooh, no, you're going to get milk there. <laughs> she's just having a look at one of the, one of the others, but it's not a mum anyway. And if you carry on, she's going to spit at you, yes. She's had, given you a little warning. I love the way the girls just kind of make a statement without doing anything too major, whereas the boys, it's all a bit full on. And they get upset and they'll, they'll actually uh, engage... <laughs> <laughs> in battle, with neck wrestling and a little show of strength. Oh, such boys, aren't they? There you go. 
Anyway, the boys do behave very differently to the girls. I, do, I have noticed this with my alpacas. And uh, so there we go. The, the food is, is quite useful to be able to know what's best. Now, I've been feeding them up on the... Spreading them out, therefore. But I've been feeding them up on the, the little paddock just up from the stable. Um, some in the stable. And some are hanging. Some are... I think, oh, someone's in the hay now. And they just spread all the food out. And they all get a chance then. More than... So you need to, you need about... Um, I work on a ratio, but I can't remember what it is. What's my ratio? Three foot of headspace, basically. But, but I, give, I give more... I'm not sure I've got a ratio. I'll have to make up a ratio. Anyway, work out how many heads you've got. <laughs> work out how many bowls you need for those heads and add a bit. So it's another, I don't know, another quarter. It just means that they're not competing for the food at the same time. Um, anyway, I've been feeding them up on this small paddock up from the, the stable. And when it's been so wet, it's, it's turning into liquid mud up there, particularly around the feeders. And I'm just thinking... Maybe I need to bring them down. It gets a bit crowded. When I bring all the, the troughs and all the, the buckets down to the stable, it gets a little bit crowded. But if it's raining, then I put, can't put the food out because it's going to get wet straight away. So what I do is <laughs> wait for a gap in the weather or I'll bring it down and I'll, I'll have to spread things around and I'll, I'll take longer to feed them. So I'll kind of replenish things. But it, I'm just never completely sure whether everybody's getting their fair share. So this works quite well. Yeah, so that's, uh, it's drying out again. This week we, we've got colder weather. We've got some high pressure over on the continent somewhere that's holding the, the rain coming in off the, <laughs> off the Atlantic. It's holding it back. And it's kind of hitting a poor old island to getting battered and blown and, and, and rained on. They always catch it first, but it's kind of almost sliding up the side of there and going, going north and missing the UK at the moment, which is quite nice. So we've got a few days of, of drier weather, but it is colder because it's clearer. And the high pressure just holding that away. It's funny, isn't it? All, all these, these kind of weather systems and they just happen and do their thing and there's not a lot you can do. Well, there's nothing you can do about it. You can't change the weather, but you can interact with it differently. So your waterproofs or your hat or your, your gloves or whatever it is you need. So yeah, so I've been putting the food up there on this. I'm going to tell the story in a minute. So I've been putting the food up there on the the little paddock above the, the stable. And that's worked really well, I think, to spread them out. Sue was doing the, the food the other day and was asking, well, so how many? Oh, this is really a challenge. How do, how do I... How, it's more of an art than a science. I do know how many I'm giving them. And sometimes I'm, I'm a soft touch because it's cold weather or they're going to be in the wet for a while, so I give them a little bit of extra because um, they're not going to be getting out on the grass. So... I have my routine numbers of scoops that are going in the buckets and then two lots, I, I do kind of three, three rounds as it were. So two lots go down in the stable because there's more feeding troughs down here. And the other one goes up on the, the wet ground in this little paddock area. Um, but if it's really wet, then I'll just do the big troughs and put some up there. Uh, now they get used to it and they'll... they'll <laughs> They all followed Sue up there the other day. They'd had the food down here at the stable and they, they went up and they were having the rest of the food. Um, so there's all crowd them up there. We we're hoping we were just going to be able to feed the ones who need a little bit of extra, but no, no, everyone came up. So you're never quite sure. But yeah, having that little way you do things 
Um, having a routine is really helpful, I think, with alpacas, with animals generally, and with people. Oh, there you go. We like routines as well, don't we? So why do you do the things you do, was my question. And there's all kinds of answers to that. Um, but I'm just encouraging you to reflect on that, to have a think about what you're doing. Not because you're doing it wrong. I'm sorry, I didn't start that place. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to say you're not doing it right. I was just saying, I know from my experience that there are sometimes I'm doing things because I always do them that way, but actually there's a different way. I discovered this morning, if I open the gate the other way, when I'm taking the wheelbarrow down, um, to, I've mucked out and filled the wheelbarrow and I'm going to take it away to a further point further away from the, from the alpacas. Less of an important issue this time of year because there's less flies. There's hardly any flies. Um, but I like to keep the poop pile away from the, where it's going to compost, keep it away from where the alpacas are. So I've just discovered this morning, I've been doing this thing where I've opened the gate and I've gone through it, that's fine. And then I stop and then I open the gate the other way. So when I come back, I can kind of bump it on because of gravity, it closes itself. And I'm just thinking, okay, well, how about if I pull the gate past the wheelbarrow so I can actually get out and it'll gently close because of gravity, gently closes behind me. I'm being stood around, they're all these back standing around. Some are, some are still eating, but most of them are just watching me talking. <laughs> they think it's very strange when I talk to myself or am I talking to them? It's very delightful, really. So this gate, I always go and do these various things. And this morning I discovered there's another way and it's probably a better way. And it'll close behind me. It stops the alpacas following me down to the compost, compost heap. But it also means that when I come back, I can just kind of bump it open. It's easy to open. I can, while it's swinging, I can get through the gap and, and it'll close behind me. And again, it's just keeping the alpacas in. Uh, need to remember to slide the bolt. But essentially, it's, it's a new way of doing something that I've been doing for a very long time. And I've just reflected on it and thought, that's a better way. Um, I didn't go looking for that solution. I didn't find it was a major problem. But now I look at it, I can see that this is going to be a better routine for me. So just encouraging you, have a think about what you do, the way you do it. And you may well not need to do any changes. But it may be that you could adjust something and it would make life more satisfying <laughs> or possibly just easier but it could make it more satisfying for some reason and uh, so for a long time now I've been using a bag to carry the hay to the hay feeder when it's just in the from the hay store to the hay feeder in the stable it's okay but when I'm taking it over into the field where the hay feeder is kind of permanently with its with its top on which keeps it from keeps the rain off um, then then that's useful to do that in a bag and I know how much to put in and how much that I can carry easily but also how much they're going to go through in a period of time so um, there's little ri rituals and routines that we develop and sometimes they're for good reasons and sometimes we can adjust hello everybody's coming down again they finished the food up on the top top layer and then I'm walking down to see if there's any crumbs left because there's a crowd of them clearing up crumbs of the chopped alfalfa which they like and you can tell because it's all around their noses. Do you remember that picture I shared a couple of weeks back of, of Millie with her dirty nose? Well, it's not actually dirty. It's just covered in dust from the alpha, alpha alpha that's been chopped. The, the lump on um, Millie's foot, well, that's an ongoing thing. I haven't done anything with it. I, I'm not convinced it's an abscess. It could be just a, just a cyst of some kind. Um, it doesn't seem to be causing her any problem. She's not limping. But she she doesn't like the fact that I'm looking at her curiously, intently. She gets a bit 
wary and she stands off and she gets ready to spit almost at the drop of her hat. Oh, that, that, that's her normal position, I know, but it's even more so. But she's fine. Um, but we did find it, actually, remembering back through the records and Sue checked on, uh, on her phone where she'd recorded it, that we found this lump on Millie's foot when we did the shearing back in the summer. So actually it's been around a while. I've not particularly noticed it and then I noticed it because her foot was wet and the fleece was all flattened down on against the skin. Yeah, so watching brief, we'll keep an eye on that. And uh, I'll try to watch her without making her feel like she's being surveilled. She doesn't like that. So everyone seems to be happily quiet and relaxed and no doubt we'll go off wandering again. So they were up on the terraces and having a good time up there and I cleared some drainage ditches so the water's now flowing and they can pass along some of the paths without having to paddle. Hello. Yes. No, I was sorry. Did I ignore you? Well, Tabitha coming over and give me a little a little twitch on the, <laughs> on the elbow. So there we go. Have a think about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Is there a good reason? But don't start from the position that there's a problem you need to fix. It's just a time for reflection. And I hope you have a, a good day. And if you can, uh, spend some time with an alpaca. Take care. See you again soon. Oh, and thank you for being here. I appreciate you coming and listening in. Let me know if there is more or different that you'd like. Contact me at steve at alpacatribe.com. Take care. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.